Out of Sacramento, California! Woo! What you gonna do? Better. Stronger. Son of a bitch. Faster. Oh yeah! So you know what I wanted to talk to you about today? What's that? One of the thing one of the posts I was looking at I thought was uh, interesting. Repeated videos like this, your kids have to earn going into the museum on vacation? Or am I a hypocrite here? Just, just tell me. I mean, I am a Jack shirtless dude. I own a supplement company. And one of my three children uh, asked me to train with me, and it shows up on a video a few times a year. But this, this bothers me. Yes, I want to have some aspect of physical culture in all of my children's life because I want them to challenge themselves also mentally and emotionally, body, mind, and soul. But more importantly, as a parent, I want to empower them and show them that they can find and forge their own being. So online, when people say, oh, your kids are going to be the next greatest powerlifters, it actually bothers me because if that happened, all of them, that would cause me some level of introspection. What kind of environment am I creating for them to, to empower them? Or am I trying to create mini-me's? Like I said, these kids look unhappy. You're trying to sell supplements. Just stop. It's interesting because um, in some respects, I agree exactly with what Duffin's saying, you know, like, hey, don't push these kids, whatever. It's also tough when um, you're just looking from Instagram and you're not looking um, at this guy's total being. You're not there at the house with him. You're not. He, he lives on a farm. You know, he lives on a and he's actually provided a really good life for his kids. They don't have to worry about money. They don't have to worry about anything. Um and maybe they love it. That's another thing that we have to think about. And maybe they're kind of on board with what dad's doing. Mm -hmm. And in that case, I think we'd have to talk to the kids. However, if you are forcing the kid into it, when you, um, you know, watch a movie like my movie Trophy Kids, which is actually available on HBO Max, if anybody does want to watch it. It's a movie I did with Peter Berg back in the day. And um, that was about obsessive sports parents that pushed their kids into sports. And it's when you push, push too hard, then the kids don't end up doing much of anything. Usually they usually revolt on it. They turn away from it and, uh, and they don't do it. What's, what's interesting uh, with, you know, Mark and Andy and his kids is Mark's son is in the gym right now. As we speak, I just walked by and I see him, uh, you know, he's in there lifting and he's never liked lifting. He's never cared about it. He's never given it a second thought until about like a year ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he's sort of found it on his own. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he didn't have to look far. His dad's doing stuff every day mm -hmm. around the house. Uh, Andy eats good. Andy gets up at 530 in the morning and goes swimming. So I think Jake and Quinn, they see that. And Quinn is now on the volleyball team and she's getting really into it. But these ki are kids that did not play sports. They didn't play any organized sports. Like, you know, usually five, six, seven, eight, you're in the uh, T-ball league and you're in the all the other stuff. Jake played a little bit of baseball, um, but he didn't really like it. And he just ended up kind of like bombing out of it. On the flip side, my other little nephews, April's kids, my, uh, my sister-in-law's sister's kids, which are wonderful, wonderful little fun creatures, they... Um, they play everything, you know, they play baseball, they play volleyball, they play, they play whatever, they play like a lot of things and are really involved in sports. Um, but what's interesting is like, they all found these things on their own. You know, they've all come to my, on their own. And so it's, 
while I agree with Chris with what Chris Duffin is saying, is he trying to create mini me's or is he just trying to get his kids to move? It's hard to tell the context of the video. I have an opinion on this. I would love to hear it. All right, and I I I sort of finished formalizing this opinion maybe even just this morning. Uh, I I saw the video that Chris was referencing in my feed. Mm-hmm. I follow the Liver King. I'm a fan. Yeah, uh, sorta. Maybe, yes, obviously, if I follow him. And then I saw a recent one I, I saw today where he found a street vendor, and the street vendor uh, uh, hands him an ancestral meal, and he starts digging into some ribeye and liver right there in front of you or whatever it was that he eated. And I came to the conclusion, I was like, okay, this solidifies this to me. This man is a genius. This is a character. This is a character. This was this was set. This is just a skit. And I And I take that same paradigm to everything he's doing yeah I, I i look at his chest and i go this i've never seen the guy bench press on any of his social media it, I, I don't believe you can get that chest by wrapping 200 pounds of chains on your shoulders and dragging a million pounds i he's and so and it makes me go he's clearly doing traditional bodybuilding behind yes. the scenes yeah absolutely behind the scenes he's doing traditional bodybuilding yeah. behind the scenes He's doing it. We have met the character of the Liver King. I doubt when he's home with his wife and his kids, he refers to himself in third person all the time. He's like The Rock. Like we're we're in a world of professional wrestling here. Even, but even, but the he's like The Rock before Dwayne Johnson. He's The Rock. Yeah, I'm saying that he's The Rock. Right. He's The Rock on wrestling. Right. The Dwayne Johnson is now this hybrid of The Rock and Dwayne in 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 real life social media. Yeah. This is. That is different than what the Liver King's doing. The Liver King is purely a wrestling character in your Instagram. Just like, remember the guy that they had? Um, we can actually go to him because we have access to this. Do you remember um, Robert Frank? Yeah, he, I love Robert Frank. So, I Robert, don't, I Robert don't, not only do I remember Robert Frank, I celebrate Robert Frank, and I'm watching him as he's trying to get. Yeah, uh, he's he he had a ha, had some issues with health. Uh, he had a, but, um, some intestinal. It's Friday, Arm Day, and before I fuck up the Guido Pub for twenty fucking sets to get these arms so ripe, the chick with the fattest ass in yoga pants will beg to sit on my pipe. I want to talk about this shit that came straight out of the fuckboy dictionary. New no, November. <laughs> Apparently, a bunch of beta ass motherfuckers thought it was a good idea to go the whole month of November without dropping a load. And I don't give a fuck if you ain't spanking it or you ain't begging it. You ain't no fucking. So that's basically Robert Frank. That's a character. It's a character. And it's okay. It's cool. And you know what? When you meet that guy in real life, he is so nice. Yes. And he's so cool. And his buddy Jimmy Triceps, which is a great name, by the yeah, way, yeah. is uh, one of the most fun-loving people I've hung out with. Like at the Arnold. Like I went to right. the Arnold and we hung out with them. They came here to the gym. Right. Um, they were on the podcast. They were great. But you know what's funny is um, when Mark had him on the podcast- uh, and this is not a knock on him in any way, but when he, Mark had him on the podcast, he's like, whoa, like, I thought he was going to have a lot more, like, to talk about, right. you know? And he, <laughs> and he's like, I didn't realize, like, he's really, like, right. it's like that character personifies everything he wants to say. Yeah. And then, like, outside of that, uh, that character, it's a pretty just normal dude. Yeah. You yeah. know? And, and it was like, more like, I, I don't, I don't think we were disappointed in that. you just, you realize like, Oh, that's really a character. Right. It's really just such a small part of his personality that he takes and cranks up to 10. And even if you talk to the rock, he'll always say, I'm just, you know, the rock is Dwayne Johnson turned up to, turned up to 10. Right. I, I don't know. Well, and, and that may or may not be the case with the liver King. We don't know. The liver King might be uh, the, the <clears throat> smartest, most charming man behind 
the character, or he might be a complete asshole, frankly. We, we don't know. I don't know his first name. I don't know what he's really like. I doubt that he makes his kids do burpees before breakfast and dinner. Yeah. I think that was a skit. It's a skit. It made a point. You know, and me as a father, I have two kids that are that are equally committed to being couch potatoes at various degrees. One kid will occasionally go outside and play. The other, he just does not want to. So uh, we, we have him exercise. At I'll home. tell all you guys this too, everybody, and I'm I'm talking about every single person in the nutrition space. Mm-hmm. I think they're all lying. I don't think you know. I think if they followed the diets that they're saying that the, the extreme, you know, no carbs. I haven't eaten carbs, and you know, actually, Liver King actually is one of the only people that looks like it. But most of the people are like, I never eat carbs, and then they're like they're not in that great of shape. Like you would be in amazing sick shape <laughs> if you didn't ever cheat on your diet and that's all you did. And so I just think that everybody's a little bit of a character. You know, like when I binge and I go to 7-Eleven in the middle of the night, which happens sometimes, it actually happened last week, go to 7-Eleven at midnight because I can't sleep and buy a bunch of candy or something. Do you think I ever post that on Instagram? Right. No, I've never posted that once, but I do it once in a while and it doesn't really affect me that much, Mm -hmm. but it does affect me to the point where maybe I won't get as lean as I want to get. But back to the liver king, he, you know, he's a, Wow, it's worked. This guy's rise to fame has been he looks very a, fast. He looks amazing. Now let's get on to the next thing. Yes. Uh, there's a huge debate over whether he's natural or not. I would say, honestly, I don't care um, if he's natural or not. Do I think he's natural? In my opinion, he doesn't look natural at all. I mean, he, he just he looks like a steroid user. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, big, thick abs, big, thick muscles, really vascular. That's what steroid users look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly like that. Yeah. Um, does that mean that he's definitely doing them? No, not you know, not really. Um, does it mean that uh, you know maybe he's done them in the past? Maybe who knows, right? Like it's really hard to tell. Um, I do hate the message when it's when it's a lie, when it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, I got this way, but but like there's no reason. I always say like I got this way from eating meat. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm on hormone replacement therapy. I take 200 milligrams of testosterone. I, I tell everybody that. Mm-hmm. I've always told everybody that. And it's funny because sometimes I'll post something on Instagram and people be like, oh, you didn't mention that you did testosterone. Well, I don't need to mention it in every single post. And right. Neither does the liver king and neither does Mark right. or, or neither does anybody. Your bio is not required at every moment you make a statement on anything. Exactly. Um, but, you know, if the liver king really wanted to prove that he was natural. He would do what I asked Mike O'Hearn to do. And I'm actually going to try to hit up the liver King and see if he'll do this. Cause I know that Mark wants him to come here. I would just love to take him to get tested in front of me. You know, let's go, let's go get tested. Let's show the world because if you're natural, people are going to go crazy. People are going to be so like, talk about a viral video. Right. The director of bigger, stronger, faster brings me to a USADA lab to have me tested to see if I'm really natural. Right. And watches me pee in a cup, right? which I don't really want to do that part. But, you know, that's basically like that's the way you'd have to do it, just like they did. You know, I've asked other natural uh, bodybuilders who are very prolific to do the same thing. And they've said no. They've all said no. And that's interesting because when you say no to it and your reasoning is like, ah, oh, you know, I've, I've proved it before and you really haven't, then, you know, you have to take a look at that and go, oh. And, and at the end of the day, what does it really get you, right? Um, I'll give you a great example. 
you're on testosterone replacement therapy, right? Sure. Okay. And, and so am I. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> and, and, and so am I. But listen, and so am I. And neither one of us no. look like liver king. Not even close. You know? Right. So, um, you know, that, but that's what people need to know. Sure. Is that like, it's not this magic pill. So whether he's on steroids or not doesn't really matter that much. Uh, his diet will be that much more effective if he's on steroids. Uh, it'll help him that much more to uh, get in the shape uh, that he wants to be in. You know, I look at um, people like Carnivore MD, Paul Saladino. Uh, he said, oh, you know, the other day I got compared, you know, I got blamed, you know, whatever. Not blamed, but what do you, I got accused of taking steroids when I was in Costa Rica. And Paul looks really good. Uh, Paul, when he was here at the gym, he was definitely a lot smaller than he is now. You know, he was definitely, um, he wasn't as muscular. Let's just say that. Could he be on TRT? Possibly. He says that he's not, you know, he's, he's always been honest with me. Um, you know, I think he might, might tell us if he was or not, uh, but we don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, the one person I, that I really believe, uh, is Dr. Baker. Because he's just like a total overall savage. And mm -hmm. I think like he's what I like about Dr. Baker and what I try to point to people with Dr. Baker is like, this isn't a character. This is a real person. And mm -hmm. that's the big difference with him. Big that's why, that's why I really, really admire him. I see like out of all the people that are influencers on Instagram, mm -hmm. like I relate the most to him. He really cares about people. He might get on there, like, and I might get on there too and be a little bit rude towards vegans or, you know, people that say, oh, grass-fed beef is healthier. I'm like, screw you. You know, like, I might, I might uh, shun a couple people here and there. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I just, I care about people and I want to make people better. And we're not trying to just, like, you know, jam a supplement down their throat or do whatever. Um, I, that, that, to me, is really important know that that you really care and i think dr baker really sort of shows that he really cares about people as he's you know trying to help them towards but anyway i think that um if you could eat like i just say this this morning i woke up and i had leftovers from yesterday I had a, a steak that i didn't eat the whole thing of for whatever reason i don't even remember why i think i might have just took too many hits of the vape pen and fell asleep mm -hmm. but anyway i Cut up a uh, ribeye this morning that I had left over. It was like probably half a ribeye. And I made some uh, pastured eggs with it. And I cooked it in bacon grease. And it's like, you couldn't really have a better breakfast. It was amazing. And there's no, I don't know. I tell people, eat eggs in the morning. Like if you're, if you're a person that's like starving all day, or you're hungry all day, just get a, eat like four eggs cooked in butter. And there's no way that you can't be full. Like for a long, long time. Like it. It's crazy how satiating that is. Um, and I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I get up and I'll have like, you know, one egg and they'll mm -hmm. eat it with a bagel or something. And then, you know, usually they don't even have the egg. They'll and, usually just have the bagel. And for parents out there like me, they're trying to get uh, finicky kids to find more ways for protein. <sighs> you can't beat scrambled eggs with a little bit of butter and bacon bits. That it's, it's, it's kid proof. There's no kid that's going to turn a bowl, turn down a bowl of some eggs and scrambled eggs and some cooked in butter with some bacon bits thrown on top. So. Yeah, it's a nice way to get some protein for your kids, which is hard to do I, these days. You know, I really think an amazing way to get protein for your kids, and I'm actually working with Mark, and I'm trying to get some other people on board with this. Uh, I want to create a chaffle company. I want to make chaffles, and I want to sell them in stores. 
I've been working on it for like two years and I've been trying to find the right people to like make them. But it's like every time I go somewhere, like they won't use raw egg. They won't use, you know, real cheese. They want to use like, you know, shitty ingredients. I'm like, why can't I just press the waffles and sell them? But I understand there's all these food laws and there's all these things that I don't know. But if we can get kids, I mean, truffles are amazing because you make them with eggs and mozzarella cheese. That's it. There's nothing else in them. It's, they're amazing. And then when you put on what I, what I actually want to do this is a great idea. Somebody's probably going to steal it here, but maybe somebody will write us and get involved. I want to make flavored butters. I want to make like peanut butter flavored butter, maple flavored butter, chocolate flavored butter, and you spread that on your chaffles. Then you don't need the sugar-free syrup and the blah, blah, blah. It'll just all taste amazing because it'll all be in one. Where does cream cheese measure up against butter with that? Just curious. I've tried cream cheese on chaffles. Yeah. Like I've done stuff like I've made like... um the best thing to do is actually mix cream cheese with some sweetener like allulose and it gives you like a, almost like a carrot cake icing flavor. Mm-hmm. That's really good on truffle. Go yeah. online and look up Vermont sugar-free syrup. I'm going to show you the syrup that I use. I'll so that's it. it right there. Vermont sugar-free. They kind of sell that everywhere. It's $4.50. Uh, you put that on some chaffles with some butter. It's absolutely outstanding. Chaffles are just one cup of cheese. And four eggs, four pastured eggs. I rec- highly recommend pastured eggs. And if you guys go to uh, Costco, they actually sell pastured eggs in like a huge thing, you know? So this, so your chaffles are even a step above this anabolic toast we keep hearing, French toast we keep hearing It's about. way better than that. Because, way better. Well, look, I wouldn't say way better because I'll probably get Doucette making a video yelling at me or something. It'd actually be great. But um, they're way better as far as like protein content and... Uh, well, I would say they're way better for for our diet. Put it that way, mm-hmm. because if you actually think about it, what Doucette has is high high protein, high carb, and low fat. Mm. So, if I wouldn't say better, they're for a different diet. Put it that way. That's probably the best way to say it in all reality. It's not like oh, I make way better waffles than Doucette. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think his French toast idea is great, and I've seen people like Andrew that eat his French toast every day and they get lean uh, doing it and they get in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might be more filling for people, but I don't think it's good for you and I. We tend to go, like, that's another thing is going to send you down that carb road, right? Mm-hmm. And like, uh, am I going to eat? Here's the problem I have with Doucette's French toast. Are you going to eat that with hardly any fat? Are you going to not want to put butter on it? I mean, I, when I have waffles, I want butter. The nice thing about chaffles is like you can just smother them in butter. You can smother them in sugar-free syrup, and there's there's no issue. And you can eat as many of them as you want um, until you're satiated because that's the way the diet goes. And then you fast again until your next meal and eat again until you're satiated, and that's how the diet rolls. So it's really not based on a specific caloric input. If you want a lot of calories from chaffles, you will eat them. And if you don't really feel like having that much, you won't eat that much, right? I mean, it's... That, that's why I really like these kind of carnivore diets, keto diets. I even don't really like a keto diet. Like I don't like a ketogenic, an actual ketogenic diet per definition where you actually have to go into ketosis, have to check your blood ketones. Uh, my friend gave me a, a continuous glucose monitor and um, I haven't even tried it yet. You know, it's like an $800 thing and I haven't, I haven't even like put it on because I don't like, when are my carbs going to ever, I mean, 
when is my glucose ever going to shoot up? Why do I even care about this? Like, why do I need this? And if it does, it's not going to be a mystery. Yeah. If if it's one if it's that one time a month or every couple months where you run to Seven Eleven and I can get a bag of Skittles, you, it's not like you need a. a to mon- know, to, to know, oh my God, those Skittles shot my uh, blood sugar up. Like, exactly. I'm going to know that it did. But you know what will be interesting is there may be some other things I am eating that are, like, popping my blood sugar up that I maybe I need to be aware of. Yeah, everyone but, always says diet soda. Does yeah. diet soda pop your blood sugar up? No. No, it definitely doesn't. Definitely doesn't. Nope. Um, watch Lane Norton's latest video. Lane Norton just did a video about it going crazy. Okay. Because... Um, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman used to say that they would say that not your glucose, but they would say it, it would um, raise insulin. But there really is no proof that I know of. According, according to Lane, there's no proof because, see, I this is another thing I need a like a crash course on is like, I don't know the difference. Well, I know the difference, but I don't really know the difference between glucose and insulin, right? They're like, we're supposed to keep them both low. And I know that Rises in glucose lead to rises in insulin. But when you have like a this is the way shake, just a whey protein shake, your um your insulin spikes really high, like really high on whey protein. This is high as like almost as high as like white bread. So what's the difference? So my understanding is that insulin is a hormone hormonal response. Yeah, it is to you eating something other than fat. Carb spikes it a lot. Fat doesn't spike it at all. Protein spikes it a little. Fat doesn't spike it at all. And whey protein spikes it more than other proteins also. Okay. So it's so, interesting. But like, you know, we want to keep our, and, and I, I get it. I do kind of know that like, you know, when your glucose levels are perpetually high, your insulin levels are usually perpetually high. And that's usually the problem. Like insulin resistance is like when you actually get to a certain weight your insulin levels are just chronically high, and that's the problem. And the only way to bring them down is to keep eating less and less carbs. Metabolic right? syndrome. Yeah, keep, keep keep getting it down, right? Um, but also just in general, consuming less calories. Like, I don't know. I've learned so much by actually following um, the myths and believing in the myths and then having the myths busted on me. And that's why I kind of like – don't have like a full education of all these things. Cause I, I never went through and learned the actual uh, nutritional science, like in a, in a general manner, like Lane Norton would have learned it. I learned it all backwards. I learned it all by having a bunch of myths thrown at me that I thought were true about keto and carnivore and all these things. And then I realized like, Oh, about half of this is true. And half of it's, you know, and it, it was for me to decipher like what was true and what was not true. So my education was almost backwards. And it, that also comes from like, I am self-admittedly a contrarian where I'm not a contrarian where I'm going to deny science or deny something's true. Mm -hmm. But when you tell me like you can't get lean eating fast food, I'm going to go to McDonald's until I get abs Mm -hmm. just to prove it to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and I've done that before. Isn't there that old Billy Graham quote? I don't know why the wind blows, but I can see the results of the wind blowing. Yeah. Like now we know the science of why the wind blows, but his whole point was, just because I don't know the science behind this, it doesn't mean I don't see it, I don't feel it, I don't see the results of the wind blowing. Yeah. And there's a mystery to it, is as the quote goes on. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of like the carnivore diet to me. I don't know exactly why it works. I, I don't understand the science behind it, but I see that it works. Yeah. I, and it works in my life. I like the carnivore diet, but I am the biggest fan of like what Mark and I created, the War on Carbs. And I even call it now the War on Carbs animal style because it's mostly carnivore. Mm. So it's mainly... Uh, 
the war on carbs animal styles like eat mostly meat right and then uh if you really need to have something like rather than saying like yeah i in the summer i would say my diet is like meat and fruit as much as i want like as much as i want in the summertime because it's hot out i get a lot of exercise i'm outside a lot i'm doing a lot but for example, right now where I'm feeling like a little sluggish and I want to get back on track and I've had carb creep where I've been eating a little bit more carbs than I want to. I think the best thing for me now is just like, just cut out all the carbs for the next couple of weeks. Just cut them all out, get rid of them, get really lean again, and then stay and cruise through the summer like that. And then when the summer comes, if I commit to staying lean now, it'll be really easy to stay lean throughout the summer. But did you see the video that Greg Doucette put out about obesity being mm-hmm. a choice? I, 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 I did. Yeah. Well, maybe we can just cut a clip in, in into this. Only one thinks it's somewhat a choice, little bit. The rest think, nope, not a choice. What do I think? Of course it's a choice. Coach Greg and his obesity a choice. But what did you think of it? Because I was like, at first I'm like, oh man, like this is bad. Like, you know, because he's like, it's a choice. You choose to be obese, you know. It's funny, I talked about it on, (laughs) I talked about it. I might clip this out, but if you want me to, but I talked about it on my podcast. uh, And it's just enormously reductive is is what I, is what I said. It doesn't help you. It's it's enormously reductive. It doesn't help me, and it and it um and it doesn't. Is it insulting? It is insulting. It is insulting. Because because in my opinion, what he was saying felt like a knife going in me. Because I know you and I love you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, um, you know, he he basically was saying it like what you told me is like, and my mom has told me this so many times. That's why it just sticks in my head. Is like. You think I want to be fat? You think I wake up in the morning and want to be overweight? Like I've tried everything. She says it in bigger, stronger, faster. And I've tried everything. And I, I, that's what I thought is like, that nobody wants it. But what Greg is saying is like, you don't want it, but you're still choosing it. Mm-hmm. But are you choosing it? Or is it almost like alcoholism or drug addiction? Like if somebody said, you were a drug addict because you chose to be. And I'm like, I chose to take the pills at first, but it's because I had double hip replacement surgery. If you don't understand that, you're an asshole. Well, and if you don't understand that you're an asshole is exactly right. I understand what Jocko Wilnick talks about extreme ownership. I understand that. And it it is a little bit of a slap in the face, but at least Jocko has some tact, some nuance, some, some, you know, and I'm not, I'm not accusing, I'm not accusing of Greg of being, uh, uncompassionate, but I, I, um, I qualified it as he was, I think he made a choice to be tone deaf for clicks. Mm-hmm. I think that he monetized a tone deaf opinion because he knew it would be interesting. He knew it would get clicks. And I went and looked at his clicks. That video had at least a third more views than most videos that he had surrounding that video. So he, and I think it was so a good. So he basically, being a hypocrite, more spews for more views. I mean, it was he's talking it, shit so he can get clicks. I mean, to, I, I, more spews. I, I called it tone deaf. You yeah. know, I think it, it's not that it was, it, not that it was completely infactual. Yeah, it's that it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was so unnuanced and so incomplete that it did borderline being unfactual, and it was just, it was just sort of an asshole take 
on the topic. Yeah. And you know how I feel about that. You know, that's why you listen to like that's Ethan Suffley would have never said that. And and not to say that I think that I'm not accused. I'm not making any accusations of of Greg of being incompassionate or uninformed or or calling him an asshole. I just think that that was an asshole video. Yeah. So no, I mean, look, Greg Doucette is he's an amazing guy. He's done amazing. And again, Greg Doucette, just like the Liver King, that's a character. Sure. That dude is so nice. I bet you, like, if that dude lived around here and hang out with him every day, I, I, he's a kind of guy that's like, he just seems like a super nice, down earth guy that loves lifting and loves mm-hmm, what he does. And, and I, I commented on that as well. I, I recently commented on his post where I just said something, long story short, nice to see you featuring the compassionate side of your personality, you know, great stuff. And I, and I commented on that about a week and a half before this recent video. There wasn't like, I knew I would be later taking a, a small shit on his on his video so i had to try to offset it i didn't know that this yeah. obesity is a choice video it was was around the corner was so. in the pipeline exactly so i mean I, i'm a fan i'm a yeah. fan of his i've gotten great information from his channel you know i you know we i brought up his anabolic french toast today before the topic even came up i mean i, I know th- I, i'm a yeah, fan he's created his own little world he really you know? has and he's been great at it but that i think that he would be just as successful without that take and i and that i think that take is it's a really unhealthy it goes down that same rabbit hole of just fat shaming work you know that's a fat shame of sorts and i don't think fat shaming works maybe it works for a certain percentage of americans or of people i would bet good money that most people it only causes more harm yeah in when you think about fat shaming usually it's not something that okay so you're if i make a video where i'm in the gym and I'm like, listen, I used to be overweight. I used to be really in a lot of pain. I couldn't get out of bed. My hips hurt, you know, whatever. I, then I had double hip replacement surgery. Then I got addicted to drugs, got really fat, and, you know, did all this. And I lift a bunch of weight, and people are like, wow, that's inspiring. To me, like, that's a better follow. That's a better, like, oh, I, I can relate. Like, I want to do that. And I think that you get better better engagement and better um, compliance from people when you just show them like, this is what I did and just do what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you need to be commenting on people's choice to be fat? You know, mm-hmm. like, do you, do you even need that in your repertoire? You know, like, I, Hey, it's your choice. You did it. I, I, I understand. And I just like, you know, how we've talked about Dr. Baker before. I understand that there is an effort right now in society to, to normalize obesity. And I completely disagree with that effort to normalize obesity. I think we shouldn't, we shouldn't be, it doesn't mean we need to shame or make obese people invisible in society, which is what I've heard people say before. Um, but we also don't need to effort to normalize it or applaud it. Yeah. You know, and maybe normalizing it to some degree because it is the world we live in, but certainly not applaud it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but by no means is it, um, you know, like the whole, like you said, normalizing it makes people think like, oh, this is okay to just do, like not pay attention to this, mm-hmm. you know. But I also just think we don't have, I, I think the biggest problem really starts with parents and education and what it starts with kids, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just really does. It keeps going back to this, mm-hmm. it keeps going back to like, when do people get fat? When do they gain the weight, you know? And it's usually not 
when they're 25 years old and they already know about nutrition. It's like they start young, you mm-hmm. know, and they start these bad habits young and it, and it builds up over time and it gets to be, be really bad, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and you might not gain all the weight until like later on, but it's like, it's the habits, it's the habits of like eating this, uh, you know, sugary cereals and drinking the sugary sodas. And, you know, it's, it's amazing that like Mark and I have a friend named cheap Josh, cheap Josh. He's an amazing dude. He's pretty jacked. He's in the air force. Like he used to work at Sharky's with us. Like he was a bouncer and cheap Josh was always like jacked and he had like a little tiny waist. He was built like a bodybuilder mm. and we'd be like, you're always so puffy and soft. Like what, like what, the, what do you eat? And he's like, well, you know, and he's telling us I eat a lot of protein and blah, blah. And then I found out that he drinks regular Coke and he drinks about a two liter of regular Coke every day. Mm. And he didn't even know about like just switching a diet Coke. Mm. And I'm like, dude, you got to like cut the carbs, like at least cut, like at least cut the soda. Like, let's just cut out the soda. He cut out the soda and he, and he got like super lean. Wow. You know what I mean? But it was like, it was just like simply not knowing, Yeah. you know, simply. And and I think that that's like most of our world is like, oh, I didn't know you could just do that. Well, and that's the, that's the epidemic of bad parenting that we're dealing with right now. Because if you don't know any better as a child, you don't know any better. I mean, and, and again, I tell you, we, you know, we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier. My, my, my Randy came out of the womb thin. He's always been thin. My, my Ryan came out of the womb chunky. He's always been a little chunky. It's Ryan does not like being, he does not enjoy being active and, and people can presume we haven't efforted to change that opinion. Their presumptions are wrong. So at the very least we got Ryan a little rower. We have a rower in our house. We're like, all right, buddy. Well, at least, you know, while you're watching your favorite, are you the liver King now? (laughs) Yes. King. See, because I, I have yeah. my kid. I have my. Well, you're kid encouraging it. You're not making him do I, it. I, I, I make him do it a few days a week. Mm-hmm. Because if I didn't make him do it a few days a week, he would do it zero days a week. It's just the reality. Yeah, you know, and I'm not. And I think with parenting, there's a fine line between pushing and not pushing enough. Well, there, I mean, there, ultimately, like in most things, it's not. It's how are you doing it? Yeah, I don't. Get over him with a whistle and a and a chart and tell him to push and and you know I'm I'm not trophy kidding yeah. his rowing experience but I'm like all right dude well you know put an ep you know put an episode of something you want to watch on your cell phone and and I know that it's not an optimal situation my youngest has found neighborhood friends my youngest is going outside and playing with neighborhood friends mm-hmm. and of course that's uh, a better solution we're we're, we're the other kid's more introverted right the older one. Yes, he's more introverted. More so introverted. He, he doesn't really want to go out and and he doesn't have them. he doesn't have kids of his age in the neighborhood. Yeah, you know, and we've we've efforted to go to the park every day and and all this sort of stuff. We've we've you know, but then the next thing you know, it's it's winter and it's raining and you don't go to the yeah. park or it's summer and it's one hundred ten degrees outside. He's also a picky eater; like he won't eat. Yeah, he's now. Like, let me ask you what you think of this. Here we go. Right, hit, let's ready? Hit him. Hit him. Are you ready for the rabbit hole? Hypocrisy, buddy. How do you feel about? The Liver King, so he was on Paul Saladino's podcast. Oh, really? And he was talking about um, how he switched his kids over. His kids were like ADHD. They had all these problems. They couldn't focus. They were doing terrible in school, all these things. And when he learned about ancestral eating, I'm not sure how long ago this was, but when he learned about ancestral eating and he decided to like switch over to all that, mm-hmm. he realized like, the whole family's going to do this. Mm-hmm. And he said basically for three days, his mm-hmm. kids didn't eat. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't eat. They wouldn't eat anything that he would put on the table. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, no, we're not eating that stuff anymore. 
We don't have that. And so basically his kids went three days on like a hunger strike. Mm. And the dad, and he didn't give in. He just said, you know what? You're just going to eat what we eat and that's mm-hmm. it. That's all we got. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't eat for three days. He said like, I think he said one of his relatives wanted to call Child Protective Services on him. Mm-hmm. And he just said, you know, look, this is the way we're doing it here. And that's it. And now his kids all eat good. I'm like, that sounds a little harsh. It's, it, that it, sounds a little bit more than a character, right? Like more than being a character. I mean, I've gone, you know, I've gone through. Uh, then again. I've gone through stints where. I, then again, I kind of agree. <laughs> I, tried, I tried younger when, when Ryan was younger. I tried forcing him to eat healthier foods. He would put them in. He would just hold them in his cheeks and hold them in his cheeks for hours. I mean, him and I have both. Shared tears over me being too forceful. You're of having a standoff to, of having of the standoff of of eating better foods and and uh, you know that that takes a unified front. That means that both parents at home have to be completely in agreements with it. And and you and and yeah, he took a gamble on traumatizing his kid and giving his kid even more psychological food aversions for sure. Sounds like maybe the gamble paid off. You know, in my opinion, though, at the same time. Like, if these kids, because of what he did, mm-hmm. if these kids eat good for the rest of their life, it's mm-hmm. only going to benefit them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not going to be like, oh, like, look, now they eat good. Now, now they're going to live longer. Listen, listen, parenting's e- interesting. Parenting can be the easiest thing you ever did or the hardest thing you ever yeah. did. It just depends on how much you care to put into it. And in, to output a healthy-minded, optimistic forward thinking, you know, uh, ambitious, healthy body child is not easy. No. It takes a hell of a lot of effort to, to, to parent well. Now, let me ask you a question. If there was no such thing as other kids, you lived with your kids, with your family, at home, you mm-hmm. controlled every decision. There was no, like, going to school and knowing that other kids have cinnamon just, toast crunch. Just if we lived out on, the, on a homestead out in the middle of Montana? Yeah, that, it'd, yeah. Be, it'd be different, right? I mean, I think a that's, like, different. a big part of a it. Is like, uh, it's, like, it's so interesting to me, though. Like, it's like, well, everybody else is doing it. Let's just do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Again, my contrarian side comes out and, like, the bell side comes out going, like, no, don't be like everybody else. Brian School the, serves the a slice thing. of pizza every single day. A slice of pizza with applesauce every single day. That 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 is one of their lunch options. Yeah. You, you want a slice of pizza today? You know, I I try to talk my kid into not eating a and slice of pizza. And I ate all that stuff day. growing up. Right. But I wish I didn't. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, like my thought process is like, man, I wish my parents would have starved me. Like in a weird, twisted way. Mm-hmm. Um, when I said it sounds like he's more than a character, but at the same time, I kind of wish like. I, maybe I wish my dad forced me to not eat for three days. So well, I learned about food and I learned how to not be so addicted to it. He's more than a character, but there's, but so he is not only the character, but clearly, as we talked about, like, like I think I, he's clearly bodybuilding behind the scenes, right? You yeah, don't get that chest so. without bodybuilding. He's almost certainly taking in more than just raw meat, taking in some enhancements into his blood work one way or the other. Well, it's interesting. Imagine, he right? sells, he sells uh, supplements that like, so he sells ancestral supplements and, um, that I don't think he even takes cause he just eats liver. It's like he sell, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's, that's interesting too. Mm-hmm. Well, why wouldn't you just take your supplements and eat steak? Cause that's so much better. 
tastes mm. so much better. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Like, why buy the supplements? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> why not just right. eat the liver? Right. But I guess. I guess the whole thing is like most people won't eat liver, so the idea is like, you know, t which is so funny that all these people sell this shit because before anything with carnivore, before carnivore had any sort of commerce behind it, commerce vor, we should call it, where it became commerce vor, um, where everybody's like trying to sell you a product, right? Before it came that, I was buying really dirt cheap uh, desiccated liver capsules on Amazon, and I would get like a 500 count bottle like this big, and it was like nine bucks. It's crazy how cheap the stuff is. And that you can still get that, and it's the same thing as all these other guys are not yeah. with the it just but it doesn't have that doesn't fancy, have the marketing it doesn't have that fancy logo on the it doesn't bottle doesn't have a beard it doesn't have that fancy logo on the bottle yeah. and that's what people often buy and so i you know i and i was taking those and it's funny because like i remember um when i first met dr saladino i was asking him like hey you know i take these liver capsules is that it you know is that any good and um everybody was still unsure of it like nobody had a good answer for me They'd be like, I'm not sure. There's never really been any studies done, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I still don't think there is. I, I still don't think, because I'm still wondering, like, is it good to even take um, organ supplements? Like, I don't know. I've never seen the studies on it compared to um, eating whole food, you know? Right. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how it works. Supposedly it does, but I, you know. Yeah. Neither do I. Where's the science? Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I think that that's good for today. Yeah. Just, you know, chatting about all this stuff, and, and um, we'll run through another one uh, next week. I'll pull up a bunch of videos. What I want to start doing is finding a bunch of videos we can go through and really start plowing through, like, a bunch of videos and commenting on, like, a lot more stuff, but we just need to get up to speed on our on our stuff, which we're almost there. Yeah, we were close. We're we'll, close. We'll, we'll get there. We're close, gang. All right, so thanks, everybody, for watching, and uh, we'll see you soon.